Hey, is this Mark? Yes, it is. Mark, how are you? John Doan from MusicFrenzy.net. How are you today? Um, I'm very well, thanks. John, yourself? Uh, you know what? I'm doing great, and uh, I'm very excited to speak to you about your book. Cool. Well, let's have a chat here, man. That, that, that's, that's great, man. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to give me a call. I uh, spent the past week, I got your book on Saturday, and such awesome insight into the early years of ACDC, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, I've been showing uh, over the years, you know, with, uh, I've been so you know, so much support and, and uh, genuine sort of kindness from, from uh, fans of the band, you know, it's, you know, the motivation for the book is pretty much to, you know, put the fans of the band on the inside of the band, it's, it's never really done before, because just the way that the guys do things, you know, they, they tend to be uh, totally cards a bit close to the chest, so it's, it's good to put a bit of a flesh on the bones of, of, of the band when we are just starting off, and particularly, you know, Push out Bonner's character a bit too, you know, because uh, I, I think there's a, you know, uh, Bonner's sort of um, uh, image is certainly a, a little bit different from, from how he, how he, you know, how he was, you know, so it's just nice to, to colour him up a bit and, and uh, give a, you know, people a bit of an interesting idea that uh, what, a, what a cool guy he was, you know, he's a, a very, you know, a generous, warm, I know that you mentioned um, when the band first played the Hammersmith over in London, Bond took the wrong train and, <laughs> you know, got there a bit late and so forth, but... And it was pretty cool to read how, you know, even after you departed from the band, that, you know, he'd stop by and, you know, uh, you specifically mentioned how his quote-unquote calling card was a bottle of Jack on your porch. You know, you kind of knew that he was in town when, you know, you open up the door and there's yeah. a bottle of Jack sitting there, you know? Yeah, I, 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 kind, of, I kind of think, you know, um, you know, we, we probably got closer on a Right. Once he, once I was out of the band, he, he certainly felt free to discuss, you know, what he, he would like to do with, 
you know, what his plans were. But, you know, if I had still been in the band, there would be no way he would discuss the fact that he had plans to make a solo album. Right. You know, it's, that, that would have been like a fucking bomb going off, you know. Man, I, I, I kind of wish he, you know, it, you know, it's all, it's all theoretical these days, but, sure. um, man, I would have loved him in a fly on the wall when he, when he, he discussed that at the band meeting. <laughs> 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 we were in this fucking massive mushroom cloud come up from somewhere, man, let me tell you, it became very apparent to me right from the start that, that uh, you know, and I comment on the time I went to band, but I, could, I shouldn't have seen any changes over the years. It was very much Malcolm's band, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and Malcolm's vision for the band was very, very strong, and you know Angus was was you know taken along with that. Of course, you know I, I, I think over the years it's probably very much grown into a partnership. You know when I was with, 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 with the guys, Malcolm was very much the senior partner. But you know I, I, I can tell what has changed over the years, uh, along with a, a lot of input from from George Young too. Sure, I think it's, I think it's interesting. With, with, with the way the band was back then, you know, uh, you know, if a couple of brothers put a band together, you know, <laughs> you know their, their first, their first inkling or the first aspirations would be to put a band together and oh, you know, we'll, we'll book some gigs. It'd be great to work some gigs, you know. But you know, with those guys, because you know their expectations were, you know, like they didn't really start on the first reaching up to the first rung of the ladder. Where they went on to the, the ladder, they 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 off about, you know, rung six or seven because they their uh, expectations were, were, were heightened a lot because they had a blueprint to draw on with what happened with George Young and the Easy Beats. You know, they, they they saw they yeah, they saw it was possible to be in, in to be in, in an internationally successful band. So their expectations were, they would go and oh, we'll put a band together and write some songs and we'll, you know, hopefully we'll pull some gigs. They were immediately think from the start, listen, we'll get the band together, we'll get the lineup together and we'll go record a record and we'll, we'll, we'll give this a decent crack. You know, uh, they're, they're plus George was there from the start too. So the, the expectations for the band were, was heightened way above uh, where one would normally in the book, when you mentioned that one of your favorite albums to play on was Let There Be Rock, what specifically about that record makes it one of your favorites? Well, it's a, the favorite, I've seen one of the things that makes it one of my favorite ACDC albums. And I've got to tell you, um, by way of indication, it's certainly not my favorite ACDC album. My two favorite albums are um, Highway to Hell and Power Age, which are the albums are the bottom that I'm really wasn't involved with. Right. But I think with Let There Be Rock, um, I think, you know, after we'd been in the UK and Europe for 12 months and touring, I think, you know, we, we toughened up, um, there was the attitude with that. I think that's, that, that's the point of Let There Be Rock. I did, you know, the albums, the three albums before were great. I love them, you know. But, I think Let There Be Rock is where the band really started. You know, that's, that's the watershed for ACDC. That, that's where it really started to sound like the band to me. I got you. Know, you. It lost all, you know, you know, early on there was, you know, some sort of, sort of poppy sort of thing about it, you know, particularly the first album, of the High Voltage album. 
Um, and it's to me that that's where where the band just really arrived at, at, at what the band is. You know, you know it's you know it's a band's fourth album. Mm-hmm. You know, here in Australia, but I think that, that it's real well worth out for the band. That's real, where the band really starts to to, to swing and has that that ACDC swagger to it. You know, it, it, on um, I let the be rocks up my favorite my favorite ACDC track. It's how ain't a bad place to be. I just think that's just a killer track, man. No, oh, it is. It is. It is. It's just, it's just, it's just got the vibe, you know. And and you know, as far as the recording goes, it's not hundred percent perfect, of course, because you know, if you if you're a stickler for having guitars completely in tune, it's, it's going to kill you because like your guitars are out of tune a bit, and it's you know it's it certainly has. It's certainly, as a recording, not perfect. Where, whereas these days, you probably try and refine it a bit. And it just captures the band where it was at the time. That rough, you know, rough, rough, all-edged, you know, rock and roll band. And, and, and the lyric, well, I don't, you know, I, I, just, I just love that track. Whenever I hear that track, I, you know, it, always, uh, it always captures me. I love it always. You know, if I'm out of the club or something, it comes on. I always listen to it. Think, man, I'm really, uh, I'm really proud to be part of that track. I'm, yeah, yeah. I think it's just a, a great. To me, I, I look at that. You know, it sounds probably a bit egocentric to say this, but I, you know, I hear that that track, and you know, I, I put it up there with my other favorite tracks, like Jumpin' Jack Flash, or you know, Won't Be Pulled Again, or Stuff like that. I, 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 I think it's, for me personally, in my opinion, it's it's, it's up there. You know, it's it's a great it's a great thing. You know, and that's a, yeah, that's a bit, that's my point. I think Let There Be Rock is one of my favorites because that's when, to me, the band really found where it, where it should be. You know, and it just felt right recording that album because when we went in to record that album, we we we, we were. Um, we were set up to make a great record because we were just coming off, you know, a tour here in Australia where we were getting banned for all different kinds of things. Our program got withdrawn from sale because it was supposed to be obscene. Uh, our American record company had just, um, you know, refused to release Dirty Deeds. And we were at the point where we were in the studio recording we didn't even know we had a, a U.S. record deal because the, the ACTO wanted to drop the band. So we, we, we were all fired up to, you know, there's a, 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 a big bucket of fuck you on that album, you know what I mean? The video for Jailbreak, you have this part about that, how the... Um the way that the video was put together with the bombs and <laughs> all the explosions oh, and yeah. the heat and so forth. Um, any idea what kind of budget you guys were given to put that out? Oh, no, no. It's, that's actually an interesting thing. Um, we, we got a lot of support very early on from a guy called Ian Meldrum who, who had a national TV show here in Australia called Countdown. Oh, okay. Um, there was no budget, and uh, he really got behind the band. And he was one of the main reasons we kicked off here in Australia because it was a national TV show. It's on Sunday nights. It's free, you know. Everyone used to watch it. Uh, it was the first three months I was in the band. We were, we were on it every second week. 
And as far as the budget for that, that, that film clip, and also that film clip, you know, the long way to the top film clip on the back of the, on the, back of the truck. Right. Um, Countdown film goes. Oh. They paid for the whole thing. Oh, no kidding. Canton picked it up. Listen, I'll let you go for today. I truly appreciate your time. I love the book. Um, I've passed it around to a couple people at work, and it just, uh, you know, the the feedback, you know, given some insight to the early days of, you know, such a, a prominent band like ACDC is, is just remarkable, um, and I appreciate you putting that book together, and I appreciate your time today. Oh, John, thanks so much. Yeah, I love being blown out, but the, 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 the way the book's been received here in Australia and now in the... In the in the U.S., in Canada, and Europe, it's, it's really humbling, you know. It's it's um, the, the way the, the, the feedback's coming back, how it gets landing. It's landing with people exactly how I hoped it would be, just as, a, just as an honest um, recount of what's happened, you know. And uh, it's, you know, it, the, whole, the whole writing thing is, you know, as you know, if you've read the whole thing, it, it's been very cathartic, too, you know, and... Uh, it's just, uh, you know, I'm just, I, I, honestly, I'm just fucking amazed how it's been received, man. It's, it's just, it just blows me out. It's such, such a humbling experience. Yeah. It's bad, and it's, it's just a really warm feeling that the, the, the people read the book actually get it, you know? Oh, yeah, yep. And, uh, that's cool, man. It, it, it's so cool, it's not funny, you know, and I really appreciate it. <laughs> Mark, again, thank you for your time, and uh, you take care. Uh, you too. All right, sir. Bye-bye.